You are listening to The Current Podcast, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Wednesday, February 10th. Can you feel the love, IT Services? It's our Valentine's Day special. Let's all pause and reflect on the greatest card in the history of card giving. I choo-choo-choo-choose you. Well, at least young Ralph didn't bring a briefcase to school on Valentine's Day, only to receive nary a card. Coming up, I'll read some Valentine's Day song lyrics. But first, the news. The next staff town hall is one week from today. That is February 17th at 1.30 p.m. Get registered at returntolearn.ucsd.edu. Now on to today's interview, and we've got a fun one. Tell me, dear listener, are you feeling crafty? If so, you might be interested to know a brand new craft center is opening up soon at UC San Diego. We checked in with our own Tina Mata, as well as Annika and Marina from the Craft Center, to explore how IT services and its business customer worked together. As you'll hear, Tina and her team figured the registration and sales system, and also implemented an identity verification system. Take it away, Angie. Angie Liu here, with Tina Mata, the ITS Programmer Analyst, Anika Nelson, the Craft Center Manager, and Marina Bogdanova, the Project Manager. And we're here to talk about the UC San Diego Craft Center project. But before we jump into the questions, could you guys tell me a little bit more about your role at the university, please? Sure, Angie, I'd be happy to. Um, I'm Anika and um, I'm the Craft Center Manager. And basically my role on campus is to oversee the opening and eventual operations, programming, fundraising, floor sweeping, drain cleaning, brush cleaning, you name it, of the UC San Diego Craft Center. Thank you, Anika. I'm working for Housing Dining Hospitality, and I worked with a lot of internal projects for our department. And right now, I, I'm so happy that I have this best luck in my life to start working for the craft center, working with Annika. And um, I, could not, I could not wish more. You're making um, me cry, Marina. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Tina Mata. Um, I've been a programmer analyst here at UC San Diego for over 20 years. Um, the last probably 15 or 20 um, with HDH. I'm here to help them meet any of their programming needs, integrate applications, build web applications, anything that they need. I'm a, I provide solutions for them. That's awesome. Well, thank you three ladies for coming on the podcast today. Let's get into the questions. Let's start with what is the Craft Center? Can you tell us a little bit about the Craft Center, please? 
Oh, I'd love to tell you about the Craft Center um, because uh, sort of piggybacking on what Marina said, I'm uh, this is my dream job. It's something sort of I feel like I've been training for. It's the Olympics I've been training for my whole life with my background in arts administration and arts education. The Craft Center is uh, an amazing resource on campus. It's going to be 11,000 square feet imagine that, of space that's dedicated to creative exploration. Um, We're going to have six different studios there where we'll have jewelry and glass art, woodworking, ceramics, surfboard shaping, um, mixed media, and culinary arts where faculty, staff, students, and the general public can come and take short workshops or quarter length classes, or even just get studio access passes to use this facility to hone their skills and explore their creativity. Wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So what did the team have to do to set up and open the craft center? Well, first thing we had to get Marina on board and then Marina had to find Tina. Uh, so I'll let Marina talk a little bit about sort of that intersection between uh, the craft center and, and IT, because honestly, without IT, we wouldn't exist. You know, uh, Annika and I, we met last May. And at that time, craft center exists in the clouds, nothing <laughs> on the ground yet. And uh, at that time, we start thinking about just the uh, just that start. How we can bring people on on board, and what we need to do in order to register. We found through the campus ITS, we found the wonderful technical application. But the next thing was how to bring this application to our level from campus IT to the HDH level and the craft center. And here, Tina and Patty jumped to us and with their help. We, we worked with our uh, HDHIT team, but I wanna emphasize the role of Tina Mata and Patty Honda National that they helped us most of time. We mm-hmm. never had word no. They were very sensitive to all our business requirements. They did not ignore any single detail they were listening, they were translated to their team, and they came back to us every time with a possible uh, solution. These two girls are very reliable for mm-hmm. I advertising them for the entire <laughs> university. <laughs> These two girls, thank you very much. Yes, thank you. We would see emails from them on Sunday night, on Friday night, on Saturday day. Um, so uh, we know that they were really focused on us and really dedicated to helping us get up and running in, you know, with a, a, a heavy lift and specific requirements and a lot of strange, you know, sort of details to try and smush into systems, right? Yeah, and some at the beginning, we were completely stuck until they came to the team they were, and they start moving it with their ideas, with their creativities, with their experience, because application which we're working is not really easy. Mm-hmm. A lot of possibilities and which we could not even realize at the beginning, but with their help right now, we are running. 
Okay, I'll jump in. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, to listen. <laughs> I, I think really what it takes to, to get an application like this going, it is teamwork between the business owners, Annika and Marina, and IT. Because IT, we don't know what they need. We don't know what their vision is. And that's our role, is to help them to meet that vision, to see that vision, and to automate it as best as we can, and to make the system as efficient as best as it can be. So having good communication and a good working relationship is critical, is critical in projects like this for all members so that we know we can talk to each other and trust each other and understand each other. And if we don't understand what the need is, you know, to go back and to be able to talk those things out and to find what the solution is, because really my job and Patty's job is, is easy. We just, we just automate what they want. It, it, it really is. It really is. The hard part is really understanding what the users want and to meet their vision. And so communication and having a good working relationship is what makes jobs like this very successful and fun. And fun. <laughs> yeah, we had I, fun. <laughs> yes, yes. It is always a work in progress. And I mean, it's the craft center. Come on. <laughs> But there is, we, we are sort of building this plane as we fly it, you know, mm -hmm. and I think that Tina's right on in terms of, of clear communication, clear expectations and a good working relationship, because, you know, honestly, you know, back in May, I, I, I didn't know what I didn't know, and I didn't know what I needed. And it's through these conversations and everyone's patience that we've figured out what our, you know, we've been able to crystallize, you know, sort of what it is that we need and, and how we need to move forward. Oh, you guys are making me so warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about lessons learned and, or possibilities for improvement that you guys learned from this project. What do we got here? I know it wasn't just always sunshine and, you know, butterflies, right? Like, what? What were some challenges you guys overcame? No, first of all, may I jump, Annika, uh, first? And yes. I say that we did not complete our project yet. Okay. And okay. we're not done yet. Yeah. We're done. <laughs> yes, that is why we cannot even okay. say lesson, lessons learned. We're still learning <laughs> and we're still opening eyes, keeping our eyes open on everything what is around us. That is why it's probably we will need to come to this question a little bit later, okay. maybe in a year. <laughs> Isn't there some lessons you already learned though? At least technically, uh, Tina, is there anything you wanna, you already know like, okay, I'm gonna put that, you know, on this list here for future projects, right? Okay, I think one of the one of the lessons learned is, again, being able to talk to the vendor. I think one of the issues that we had was California has really strict um, security regulations, such as you can't be asking for things like your birth date or your gender, or you have to be really generic or follow those rules. And being able to make the vendor understand that need, sometimes the application can be flexible, sometimes it can't. So knowing that ahead of time will help you, you, you know, knowing what, you, what you're regulated to do or what you're limited by would be very helpful rather than finding out once you're about ready to go, oh, you can't ask that question. How do we get, how do we get rid of that question? You know, or is it even possible to get rid of that question on the form? Another thing that's kind of like a lesson learned, really, we didn't opt this route, but a lot of third-party um, solutions might be wanting to integrate with SSO. So maybe as um, users across campus start implementing SSO with these third-party vendors, maybe if we kind of get a cookbook recipe out, 
where we where we document how to do that seamlessly, that would be very helpful. I know we struggled with that a bit, and then we actually ended up not opting to go the SSO route mm -hmm. simply because we do have a wide variety of customers. It's not just students. It's not just employees, but it's also affiliates. We could have retirees. We could have alumni and the community in, in general. So, you know, just having a cookbook recipe on how to integrate SSO with these third-party applications would be a good uh, knowledge base to have. I want to add a little bit from my point of view, what I learned, and it is for me personally, it's not for university improvement, but who knows, maybe. <laughs> you know, we, we're all living in this technocratical world where we all talk about goals, deadlines, schedules, timelines, and sometimes we just completely missing that the part of creativity is still alive in us. And, you know, working on such a big project, it was a challenge for me to, to bring my attention to the major, to the heart of Craft Center is instructors. Because I'm a project manager with the deadlines. And that we have wonderful instructors right now who are willing to work with us and who are giving our time, efforts to work our customers, it's Anika. Everything about her artistic world, her mind, her approach, it is everything about her. The way how she communicates with instructors on the same language, you know, it is just she, it is her. Oh, no, it's all of us, really, truly. And and thank gosh for, you know, for all of you guys that can take my creative loop-de-loop, -loop creative uh, spaghetti bowl of, bowl of spaghetti style thinking and put it into, into something functional and logical. And, but, you know, and that, I think Marina, you're right on it in, and Tina, you spoke to this earlier. It is, you know, yes, it is about the systems, but it's about the people and the heart and the soul behind the systems. It's that crazy, you know, mashup of, of, you know, sort of real world and virtual world that, that is, you know, so amazing. Um, and so necessary. And the, the other thing that I, I was thinking in terms of, of lessons learned was that what works for another entity on campus doesn't necessarily work for all entities on campus. And, and that was a big, you know, <clears throat> a big lesson you know, to say, oh, well, you know, this other department does it this way. So therefore we can do it the exact same way. And that isn't, um, that doesn't always, you know, work out that way. Great lessons, ladies. Yeah. This is fun coming from. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how can people get involved with the Craft Center now and in the future? Oh, Marina, you want to talk about our preview event? Yes. We have a great week. Um, we have a great preview event coming next week. It is started on Thursday 11, February 11, and till February 14th. We will have four days of free sessions, which will cover every single studio in our craft center. We have official website, which is craftcenter.ucsd.edu. <laughs> and you will fix it. <laughs> they got it. They know. Yeah, yeah. And we, you can go and register to our free classes through this main website. Under the schedule and the registration, you will see all our offerings for this 
for the craft for the love of craft event which we mm -hmm. will have next week all right all welcome for yes. this everybody's welcome and it's all virtual and so with and free i know enjoy it while you can because soon enough we're going to be charging money <laughs> so i could end here is there anything else you guys want to say before we end the podcast you know the other way people can get involved is you know if they're you know there's a lot of secret hidden talent all over campus and so if people want to come maybe volunteer at the craft center as you know eventually when we open up physically we're going to be looking for a studio volunteers who can come and maybe work on their own practice and say the woodworking studio mm -hmm. and help students um, during open studio time. So we'll, we'll, there's an opportunity for people to jump in there. Maybe they even want to teach a class or a workshop. You know, there's a lot of hidden talent. And eventually we're going to have exhibitions of artwork. Um, so, you know, that's another opportunity for people to be involved. And we'll also start having our craft fairs. So if people want to come and maybe sell stuff that they're making or come and buy stuff that other people are making, there's, you know, eventually it's going to be this wonderful intersection space where people can come look, at, buy art, play with art, be art, run around places with art, who knows, art, art, art. <laughs> Great. Thanks again. I appreciate your time. Ah, uh, we should all be so blessed to have our customers praise our work so enthusiastically. On a recording, no less. Congratulations, Tina and Patty, on that fine work. Don't forget, the Craft Center website is craftcenter.ucsd.edu, and the preview they mentioned starts tomorrow, February 11th. So, to close out, as promised, I will read some song lyrics. We all know there's only one song that truly captures the Valentine spirit, and it was performed by Color Me Bad. I give you, I, well, maybe not. We do have our principles of community to uphold, so naturally, we will defer to Mr. Sam Cook. Cupid, draw back your bow and let your arrow go straight to my lover's heart for me. Nobody but me. Cupid, please hear my cry and let your arrow fly straight to my lover's heart for me. Now, I don't mean to bother you, but I'm in distress. There's danger of me losing all of my happiness. For I love a girl who doesn't know I exist. And this you can fix. So, Cupid, draw back the bow and let your arrow go straight to my lover's heart for me. Nobody but me. Cupid, please hear my cry and let your arrow fly straight to my lover's heart for me. I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily. <laughs>